0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Oh, trust oh. comes, but once a year, each
0: tick of the clock, the time draws near when there'll be hope for every team in the National Football League. Piper and Box bomb pave the way, predicting the names, Commish would say. Trastic's
1: watching every day. For are the prospects? Where will play? Rankings, boxing, crane. From mobile to indeed displays, seven rounds of fun. Whether it's this or relevant, you number one. It's count the Countdown the NFL, NFL draft.
0: Welcome to the DC Podcast, brought to you by draftcountdown.com. I'm Scott Wright, and today I am joined by my old friend, Shane P. Hallam, who's a college football expert at about dot com. Shane, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, it it's nice to be back. It it feels like old times, Scott. You and I. We're we're back again, man.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. It's like riding a bike, and, and we had to reunite for our annual uh annual tradition of previewing the scouting combine by going through the prop sets that are available and uh we, there's a list of uh, we have eight categories here that we're going to cover so uh let's just hop right into it so let, let's not bury the lead let's go let's go with the prime event right off the bat let's talk about the 40 yard dash chain the, the 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 premier event of the scouting combine even though it probably isn't even the top 3 most important things in terms of the NFL's perspective from that week in Indianapolis but uh it it's the event that gets all the publicity and we're going to do it two different ways. We're going to for, we're going to talk about the over/under and make a pick there, and then we're going to make our own predictions for who we think is going to run the fastest time. So this year the over/under is 4.28 seconds. Uh, and just to put that in perspective, last year the fastest time run was 4.28 seconds by JJ Nelson, who wound up being drafted on day three by the Arizona Cardinals. So uh, Shane, I'll give you the honors of picking first over or under 4.28. I'm going to go with over. I don't
1: think anyone is going to crack that uh, that four two eight number. Uh, I think it's a good spot. Like you said, J.J. Nelson ran it last year. We had a number of guys in the four threes, three players: Philip Dorsett, Chris Conley, and Kevin White, all receivers uh, that, that that all went decently high in the draft. I, I think. We could see some people close in that maybe 430, uh, 431 range, but 428 is a pretty hefty number, and I think it's going to be very difficult. It seems like it's been very difficult in recent years to to get under that. So I'm going to go over um, the, the most recent I can remember going under that. I guess is, is Marquise Goodwin in 2013 out of 427, and that's awful close. So I, I would I would kind of lean conservative and say that no one's going to run that fast.
0: I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm going to take the over as well. Uh, and, and I mentioned that the last year the fastest time was 4:28 2 8 by J.J. Nelson. He was the only guy to run sub-4-3. So it's not like there were five guys that were in the mix. There was only one to do it last year. So I'm going to go with the over as well. I, I just don't see anyone in this class that has that type of time speed. Now, there's some players who play as fast as maybe I've ever seen, but I'm not sure that they're going to run a ridiculous time. So I'm going over as well. Uh so now we're gonna make our prediction. Who is gonna run the fastest 40 time, regardless of it what it is, Shane. Uh we're each gonna take make a pick here for who we think was gonna run the fastest 40 yard dash at the 2016 NFL Scouting Combine. And I'll go first on this one. And I had four candidates that I wrote down and I'm really kind of deciding between two. And if you don't pick the other guy, I'll maybe mention him at the end and you can do the same if there's somebody else you're considering. But ultimately I'm gonna go with Will Fuller, the wide receiver from Notre Dame. And when I was alluding to the field speed, I I was thinking about him. Uh, And I don't know that he's going to run the fastest 40-yard dash time, but he plays as fast as probably any player I've seen. Uh, And and I've yet to see a player who can run with him, and that's including Adoree Jackson at USC, who basically has Olympic-level speed. So uh, I'm going to pick Will Fuller, uh, but but it was kind of close. There's one other that was really close. So I'll be interested to see who you pick, Shane.
1: I actually had a couple guys. I had a handful that I was considering, uh, four or five that. Um in, you know that I I was thinking about. Uh, I, I think there's some different options. I think in terms of the big names, I'm gonna go with um, with a guy that that's that's been clocked in college in the low four threes. I'm gonna go with Braxton Miller from Ohio State. Once again, kind of like you, I think he's a guy that plays faster than that straight line speed and is a little bit better in in, in small space. So that uh, that's something that I'm a little bit scared about, but. Braxton Miller, the, the quarterback of high state, the move to wide receiver this past year as a senior. Now he's making that full transition. So to me, if there's one thing that's going to be huge for him, it's the 40 times. If there's one thing he's working on uh, more than uh, in terms of this combine it, that's not catching the football. It's going to be running the 40-yard dash. So I feel like Braxton's going to be in the mix uh, with Will Fuller and,
0: and with some of the names there. I like Braxton Miller. He's one of my guys this year. I'm a huge fan, and I think he's going to run really well. I don't know if he's going to run, you know, 4-3 type well, but I think he's going to run really well, but he actually wasn't the other guy I was thinking of. Uh, The runner-up for me was actually Colby Listendee, the wide receiver from... TCU, and not necessarily a big name, but a lot of times we see the fastest times are run by day three type prospects. So, uh, Kobe Listenby, I, I jotted down as a possibility. And I also had Richard Robinson, a cornerback formerly at LSU, and Johnny Holton, the wide receiver from Cincinnati, is kind of uh, in the mix for my choice. Is there anybody else, Shane, that you were thinking of that you wanted to mention?
1: Uh, I think we hit we hit most of them. I, I had I had Braxton Miller, I had Will Fuller, I had Liston B as well on my list. Uh, also, um, Lashawn Sims, the cornerback from Southern Utah, is is a player that's also been timed in the four threes. So if, if that translates to the combine, uh, Lashawn Sims could be uh, kind of a, a smaller school name to know.
0: All right, let's go on to the next event, which is the bench press and uh, over under for bench press reps this year. For the highest total of bench press reps is forty two and a half. And uh, I believe last year the the, the high was thirty seven by Eric Flowers. And uh, do you know what the record is off hand It's got to be mid forties. Forty five is. Uh, yeah, I think
1: I want to say it's forty five or forty. Uh, actually, the 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 record overall I think was um, was Stephen Pia in twenty eleven at forty nine.
0: Okay, there you go, forty nine. So, so
1: that kind of high high forties.
0: Yep, and, and they put the under at 42.5. So it's kind of a reasonable number, Shane. Uh, uh, it, it seems like that's within uh, range of doing. It doesn't seem like they've, they've set the bar too high. Uh, whose turn? Is it my turn to pick first on this one? Uh, I'm going to go over. I think somebody's going to get over that. Uh, that. That doesn't seem ridiculously daunting, even though last year I guess the high was just 37. I, I think there's a few candidates this year that are going to uh, – that are going to make a run for that that mid-40s. So I'm going to go over.
1: I'm going to go over, too. I hate to agree, but I I think there's a, a number of guys, when I was looking at this, of who has that strength, who maybe has the, the shorter arms to work. There's a, a handful of guys that I could see putting up in the mid-40s. So I think it's a much stronger year for that uh, bench press and that strength.
0: Well, now it's your turn to go first on picking the player who you think is going to do the the most bench reps reps this year, and I have a feeling you're going to take my guy, but I'll let you uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the honors.
1: Uh, I I have two guys that I like, uh, but I'm going to go with Andrew Billings, the defensive tackle from Baylor. Uh, I I think he has that that absolute animal ranks and for Andrew Billings uh, first round pick in my book uh, strong nose tackle he also has the shorter arms which is usually what you see Uh, Stephen Pio has that record of 49 he has very short arms so when you look for this bench press I think you're looking for guys that don't have to lift it all the way up and uh, like like some of the long arm defensive linemen do or offensive linemen do Uh, so I'm going to go with Billings and and his short arms to to do it I, I think he could actually even get in the high 40s
0: that's exactly who I was going to say, too. And I think he's kind of the leader right now, uh, at least ahead of time. Uh, but, but like I said, there are some other good options. And since you took Billings, I'm going to go with Connor McGovern, the offensive guard for Missouri. I mean, his father is a bodybuilder. He's got to be pretty darn strong. And So I'm going to go with McGovern. I also considered Christian Westerman. I thought he might be in the mix. Uh, uh, anybody else that you considered, Shane, or was it just a slam dunk for Billings?
1: Billings pretty much slam dunk. I'm also interested to see if if, uh, if aishon Robinson uh, does it, what what he could do. He's been rumored to be able to, to deadlift like 500 pounds. So that doesn't always translate to, to a good uh, bench press to combine, but it, it'll be interesting to watch.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's an important thing to note before we move on from the bench press is that it doesn't necessarily re- that, reflect, strength because the guys with short arms have an advantage whereas guys with long arms it's a little more difficult for them so uh it's kind of a a nuanced number when you read it i think you i don't think you can just read it on the face and draw conclusions from that you have to read into it a little more uh before you draw any conclusions but uh but but certainly the more reps you can do the better i I think that's a that's kind of a the bottom line Next, let's talk about the highest vertical leap, and last year, the highest vertical leap was turned in by Chris Connolly, the wide receiver from Georgia, who wound up being a third-round pick, and uh, he jumped 45 inches. Shane, that's uh, pretty incredible. I mean, there's, there's a lot of NBA players who can't vertically 45 inches.
1: It's, that, that was an insane number. I, I remember reading it for the first
0: time and thinking that it was a misprint, by someone. So that was that was insane last year. Yeah, well, I remember back in the day, growing up, when J.R. Ryder was winning slam dunk contests. There was this big thing that he had this 41 or 42 inch vertical. So, and that's the slam dunk champion in the NBA. So that's kind of where we've come with athletes uh, and the type of athletes we have uh, coming into the NFL these days. Uh, and this year they set the over under at 43 inches, which is it was kind of a tough one uh, with the reps. I felt pretty confident with my decision, whereas 43, I think that's right about the range that we're probably going to be looking because cause 45 is pretty extreme. Uh, that, that's definitely at the high end of the scale. Uh, but it, 43 is going to be right about the range. And uh, let's see, Is it? Uh, it's it's your turn to go first here, I guess, picking. Uh, do you think it's going to be over or under 43 inches this year?
1: I'm going to go under. I I feel like we're not going to see that 45 44 and a half like we did last year. Uh, I agree with you. This is this vert, the verticals always tough. To predict, it seems like you have years where it's really high and really low, and there's you don't see the players on the field it doesn't always reflect what their verticals going to be either. Um, so I, I'm going to go under. I don't see it as an explosive group even when well, you know next one we're picking who's going to have the highest. I really struggled to to pick someone I felt could hit over that 43 mark, and that kind of made my decision easy to go under.
0: Well, it, it, it's so close, so just in the interest of uh, being different, uh, just to be a contrarian, I'll, I'll say the over, because I do think it's going to be close. I mean, if, if I, I think we're talking an inch, inch and a half, either one way or the other. It's going to be really close, and uh, and I think there's a couple candidates. There's some pretty explosive athletes in this draft, and, and we'll kind of move right into that, Shane, and the next category is who's going to record that highest vertical leap this year. And, and I wrote down two names. And, and basically the first thing I did was just try to think of the most explosive athletes that I could. And and the guy who finished runner up even before was announced that he wasn't going to, I don't know if he's not going to do any workouts or just not run the 40, but Corey Coleman from Baylor was my runner up. Uh, who is, he's a freak in terms of explosiveness. I think the most explosive player in this class. But my top pick, since I have the first uh, choice on this one, I'm going with Jalen Ramsey, uh, the defensive back from Florida State. I think he's uh, as freakish of an athlete as there is in this class and literally uh, an Olympic-quality athlete and talent. And I have to think, if anybody's going to go over over this year, he's got to be the favorite to do it.
1: I, I, I can see that for sure. Ramsey was on my list it, it, it's it's hard because you want those guys with a little bit of height to 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 get up and get that highest number. Uh, you want to have the height, and, and I, I look at the 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 wide receivers, the corners usually are in that top mold. The the players that are six two, six three, and I think we'll actually measure that. Uh, aren't the most explosive in the world. Um, so, so I'm gonna, going to kind of, uh, flip it. Uh, and I'm going to go with a player you mentioned, um, for that, that fastest 40, I'm going to go with Colby Listonby, uh, for my, my vertical. I think he has that long speed and gets off the line pretty quickly, has that explosion, um, kind of an underrated name in general to, to, to do well at this combine. But I, I think he has, he's kind of light in, in his lower body,
0: might get him a little more height in this. And, uh, So I'm going to go with him. And really of all these categories we're talking about, Shane, if I were betting, I guess that would be the one I'd be least comfortable with uh, that over under 43 inches, just because I think that's kind of hit the sweet spot there. Whereas with the 40 and the bench press reps, I think, uh, and even the broad jump, which we're going to talk about, I think it's a, a little more clear cut, at least for me. How about you? I completely agree. The vertical every year, I seem
1: to have trouble. They seem to set a really good number right in the middle of the previous year. Even last year, we had two guys blow up over 44, and I certainly wasn't expecting that. So, uh, yeah, I, I um, I think that's by far the hardest. I would sooner bet on the 40 time in the bench presses we both agreed on.
0: All right, broad jump. Uh, and the over under this year is set at 11 feet 4 inches and for a low perspective last year the, the top mark was turned in by Byron Jones uh cornerback out of Yukon who jumped 12 3 which is uh, I, it's kind of unfair to almost mention that because it's so far on one end of the spectrum i mean that's a, that was a ridiculous mark and nobody's going to come close to 12 3 i don't think so and i think it really Really shows you how special that twelve three mark is when this year's over under is basically a foot under that, so I have first choice on on the broad jump this year shane and um and i I hate to duplicate myself i 'm going with Jalen Ramsey again. I think here again we we're talking about explosiveness, and uh, I, I just think Jalen Ramsey uh, is on another level so uh, any type of track and field of jump event whether it 's running jumping whatever I'm going to bet on Jalen Ramsey
1: <laughs> it's probably a good choice if you're if he could sweep it and usually those verticals and broad jumps correlate pretty well the guys that are on the high end of uh the the vert and are on the high end of the broad jump and vice versa so uh, I think it's uh I think it's a good call uh I, I'll I'll go different and I'll I'll take uh, take your guy before uh, I'm going to take Will Fuller. I think he's going to have a nice broad jump. I don't know if he's in Jalen Ramsey's class, but uh, I, I think he can at least show that explosiveness in, in the broad jump category.
0: And I, I guess I've jumped over what we're taking. I'm, I'm going to take the over. I think I think somebody's going to go over that 11-4. How about you? Yeah. I, I –
1: I do too. I, I think someone's going to go over that eleven four. I don't think they're going to hit 12 three and beat Byron Jones last year, but I think we see maybe an eleven six, eleven seven that kind of range.
0: uh And we already talked about the 40 yard dashes, but we're going to come back on one of them. I saved it for last because, of course, it's the big question every year. Is anybody going to set the new record for fastest 40 yard dash time, and of course, any draft Nick knows that Chris Johnson has that mark with four, two four? So that, that's basically the question: Is anybody going to run faster than four two four this year, Shane? And that's not tying four two four; you got to run faster to break it. So uh, I'll, I'll give you honors on this one.
1: Considering we both picked that the fastest 40 be over 4:28, I, th- I think the uh, the audience can predict our <laughs> answers on this. I, I don't think anyone's going to break that record this year. The-, the Chris Johnson run was was exceptional, and we hear the stories of all the the, the unofficial times from before that were faster. But uh, ultimately, that that 4:24 number is is so hard to beat, and-, and I don't I don't think we have that kind of speed in this class and from a 40 yard dash perspective that's going to match that i i mean i think we're going to really struggle to get a player in the four twos get a sub four three in general so hitting uh four two three I, I think it's near impossible i think it's one of the uh the easiest bets you can make is that that will not be broken this year
0: well, I, I'm with you, too, obviously, since we both picked the, uh, the over. I guess I, 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 didn't, uh, I, I didn't think ahead there when I did that part. But, but I, I think why, why is it so difficult to break? Why, and, and what it comes down to is, is you need a, a confluence of things to happen. You have to have that sheer talent and, and sheer speed, that natural talent. You have to have the work ethic to maximize that talent. Uh, and then the, the third aspect of it is you need the technique to be able to run a fast time in that environment. I mean, just, Chris Johnson ran the fastest 40-yard dash time. That doesn't necessarily mean he's the fastest guy in the NFL or, or anything like that. He just was knew how to run a 40-yard dash the best. Now, may, maybe he is the fastest guy, but, but there's so much technique. And when you're talking about hundredths of a second, uh, the, the the way you start and can you you might have no chance within your first two or three steps so that's why it's so hard to break that record and uh, I, I think almost every year Shane I would bet against it that, that's a ridiculously high bar to to uh, get over and uh, I don't know I don't know if I see anybody on the horizon uh, breaking it uh, I I have a feeling that if we do this every year we've been doing it every year I don't think I've ever picked anybody to break it and I can't foresee myself choosing anyone can you
1: I couldn't. I couldn't see myself choosing anyone to break it, especially as we keep moving forward with the positions that you think could break it, running back, receiver, corner. They're getting bigger. You know, these guys are getting bigger, and they're still fast. They're still exceptionally fast, but they're not four-two-four 4 fast. You don't have to be uh, for that. So I think the further we get away from it, the harder it actually gets to break, not the guys aren't fast. They're great athletes and maybe even better athletes than when we're talking 10 years ago. Uh, But when you're bigger, you're going to slow down at least a little bit, and you can be one of the fastest guys. Yeah, if you were 180 pounds, 170 pounds, I might be a lot easier. But now running backs are coming in 210, 220. uh, So I think it's going to be very difficult to break the, the further we get away from it.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of like the the single season home run record in Major League Baseball. Whoever you consider whether it be Roger Maris, Barry Bonds, whatever, but it it's one of those records where yeah, it could be broken. It's not so unreasonable to think it could happen from year to year. Uh, it, there's a chance, but don't hold your breath. It it's not going it doesn't happen very often. Uh, that that's kind of the way I look at it. And the last thing we're going to do, Shane, is we're going to each pick a biggest winner uh and this is a player who we think coming out of the scouting combine is going to be the guy who's going to be the face of the 2016 nfl scouting combine the player that when we think about it he was the main focus he was the he he was the star of it uh do you want to go first i will go first i'll take a guy that i think
1: we both like a lot i'm gonna take Braxton Miller, I think he is going to be the face. If he comes in there, runs in the four threes, uh, does well in the gauntlet and the catching trills, has some success with the quarterbacks catching the football, he's a big enough name from a big enough school with a good workout. He could become the face of this, this Combine. We start talking about Braxton Miller, late first-round pick. Uh, does the team take a chance on him? How dynamic. You have this emergency third quarterback, all these different things. So I, I think Braxton Miller could come out as the face of this Combine and, and be that player that, that everyone's buzzing about, that he's such an exceptional athlete and, and player. You have, to, you have to draft him in the first round. You have to find a place for him and get him on the field. And uh, I think the Combine's a perfect place for him to showcase that.
0: Well, for my pick, I went with North Dakota State quarterback Carson Wentz. And his stock is already very high, but I just think coming out of the scouting combine, he's going to be locked into a top two overall pick, whether it be to the Browns at number two or somebody trading up to number one to to get ahead of Cleveland for him. And uh, I just think, especially if all the the quarterbacks work out as is planned, I think he's going to show his his maturity and polish uh, against his, his main rivals. Uh, for that 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 uh, that's, that, that QB one honor, and, and I think he's really going to impress in the meetings too. I think once teams get him on the, the whiteboard and 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 start quizzing him on their playbook, I think they're going to realize he has uh, everything that they're looking for. So I think Carson Wentz is going to be the big winner from this scouting combine. But uh, at the same time, I felt a little I felt kind of like that was maybe a little bit of a cop out, chain. So I wanted to do one more, and I'm going to throw out Robert Kimdeci, the defensive lineman out of Old Miss. I mean, this is it for him because basically he needs to work out so well and and just basically come off as an absolute freak to help people overlook the the lack of production, to overlook the off the field issues, character concerns. Uh, Robert Kim has a lot riding on his on his workout. It, it, pre-draft workouts and and to a certain degree it's it's a little unfair to him because the bar is set so high he can have a really good workout across the board and it would still qualify as disappointing for some so uh Kemdichi he has as much riding on the scouting combine as anybody and, and and I think he's going to come through with a really good workout so I had to give one more Shane I'll give you the chance to give one more too was there a, a runner up for you or somebody close to Braxton Miller you wanted to mention I'll kind of go along the same lines that you did.
1: I, I'm how about Sean Oakman, a, a player that I don't personally like as a prospect very much. I, I think uh, the name far exceeds his value on the field, but for, at a combine in shorts, uh, in a workout situation, I mean, I, I think Oakman, uh, the the, the defense lineman from Baylor, could absolutely blow it up and be a big story if he does really well. You know, people will be buzzing again uh, after just yeah, just a marvel to look at and see so from that uh looks like Tarzan plays like Jane uh side of of the the scouting process uh Oakman fits right in there but the combine is where you can look like Tarzan and, and I think he will
0: yeah very much in the same line he better work out well to cuz you have to make them overlook some other flaws in your game uh that's a good pick too all right, Shane, before I let you go, I want to make sure we give you a chance to let everybody know where they can read your stuff. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter at Shane P. Hallam. And I believe you have links to your draft coverage there, Shane, but anything else you want to promote?
1: I do. If, if you go ahead and check me out on Twitter at Shane P. Hallam, uh, give me a follow. You can toss questions my way. You can see um, my info college com is where all of my draft coverage will be. Mock draft rankings, all of that type of thing. And um, I, I'm, I'm, Looking forward to hopefully being back at some point, Scott. It was fun uh, joining you up again, and uh, I know with with the new site and the year going well, I'm uh, I'm definitely happy to uh, to hopefully come back from time to time, and we'll we'll hang out and talk
0: some more. We're gonna get you back really soon because we need to do a live mock draft. So Uh-oh. coming this- up, <laughs> absolutely. All right, Shane. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. All right. And with that, I'm going to call the show. I want to thank everybody so much for tuning in. And if you don't already, please remember to subscribe to the Draft Countdown Podcast to make sure you get the latest episodes as soon as they're available. And as always, there are 64 days, 15 hours, 34 minutes, and 27 seconds left until the 2016 NFL Draft. Tick tock.